1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective.
0: 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Let's turn our attention to more of the articles that are written by our friend and commentator Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch, who this week has been reflecting on how we interpret our leaders sometimes our leaders are diametrically opposed in the positions they take to what we think is a solid Christian foundation. You might even say uh, one man's evil ruler might be another man's saintly ruler. Well, let's talk about rulers and how we might understand a Christian position on passing judgment on some of the ways they might be ruling us. Bill Muhlenberg's back with us. Bill, welcome back to 2020. Great to be back again. Bill, you've been reflecting on some rulers, not necessarily on our own turf here, writing about Joe Biden or Emmanuel Macron or Justin Trudeau or Jacinda Ardern and others, people that are in the news, not necessarily on our shores. What have you been discovering writing about the things that make them similar and sometimes not quite on the same page as what you might hope as a Christian?
1: Yeah, well, we could, uh, of course, bring it closer to home. In fact, I think I do in my recent piece somewhere. Uh, you know, could be uh, Palaszczuk in your neck of the woods, Queensland. could be a Dan Andrews in Victoria, McGowan in WA. So, yeah, you can just think of any ruler, basically, some better than others. And uh, the other day, as I do always uh, go through my morning reading in the book of Judges at the moment, and something I'd read in Judges chapter two, kind of uh, as usual, got things going, got uh, sparks flying up in the head here, and I thought, well, I can tie in what I've just read with you know current events and the like. So, yeah, just thinking how we understand rulers and nations, uh, you know, what does God have to do with them? Is He involved in them, and does He care about them? And if so, how? And You know, the general idea seems to be clear enough from Scripture. God can raise up a ruler or a nation. He can depose a ruler or take down a nation. So uh, how we apply that to say, uh, you know, right, Nazi Germany of last century or uh, what's happening today with a Biden or a Macron. So, yeah, the judge's text uh, I thought it was interesting, uh, just a, a sentence or two I can read from Judges chapter 2. But basically, as you know, Joshua is about taking the land of Canaan. Uh, Judges is still, there's a mopping up operation to go. Not all the nations have yet been taken by Israel. So in chapter 2 at the end, it talks about how God is kind of chewing out the people and uh, telling Joshua, look, your time is just about at an end. But because the people have not obeyed my voice, they've transgressed the covenant, there's been disobedience, idolatry, uh, for that reason, I will no longer drive out the remaining nations uh, before you. So he's referring to those guys still left in Canaan that should be moved along. And here God says, well, because of the way you're carrying on, sorry, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push him out anymore. Uh, You're going to be left stuck with them. Now, again, this is a big issue item. Uh, On the one hand, a lot of passages, God says, I will drive out the people. I will take care of them. On the other hand, plenty of passages that say, you know, God tells the Israelites, go in and take the land. So, again, it's this... uh, Uh, Well, two-sided affair. On the one hand, God does all the work. On the other hand, he works through people. And in this case, he worked through Israel to get the job done. But here at least he says, well, because of your disobedience, I'm not going to be doing my bit to drive them away. So uh, it got me thinking, well, how do we understand uh, Victoria, Queensland, New Zealand, Germany, Japan, right? Any nations today? How does the kind of principles we find in the Old Testament How does that tie in today? And reflecting on
0: the book of Judges as you're making reference here, Bill, because some might say, how can you possibly judge a modern leader in a modern 21st century society by some text that's written thousands of years ago, an ancient text that might give us clarity on the people that are in charge today. How do you just reflect on this for a moment? Because my suspicion is that some listeners will be thinking, how do you draw that correlation? But we're talking about the character of God here, and I guess God's character doesn't change, does it?
1: Yep. No, good, uh, fair point. Um, And, yeah, sure, God doesn't change. Uh, His character, his values, his priorities – um, so I actually say several times in this recent peace of mind that we do need a bit of caution here. We need to be careful, uh, at least on two broad fronts. On the one hand, Israel did have a unique, special covenant relationship with Yahweh, right? That much is clear all the way back to Abraham and Moses and the whole bit. Uh, Australia as such doesn't, uh, New Zealand, Germany, right? America, Canada, certainly not anywhere near in the same sense. You can talk about God is Lord of all nations, all people, whether they like it or not. But this idea of this unique kind of two-way covenant relationship that Israel had, that is different uh, in some ways. So in that sense, you take care, right? So all you can do is really get some broad principles, some general themes that you get in Judges or the Old Testament and try to learn from them how we might apply it to situations today, secular nations that, you know, don't even know God exists, many of them. Uh, And the other broad theme, as I say in my piece, is at least back then, often God would raise up prophets and say, this is what's happening, right? Uh, In this case, go and fight this people. In this case, don't go. Uh, You know, maybe I've raised up Assyria to judge you. So if you fight them, you're going to be in trouble because you're going to be fighting against me. So you could get quite specific words from the prophets as to what God was on about, right? Today, we might have a similar situation. What if, say, Indonesia decides to invade Australia, right? Well, we don't have that same inspired, inerrant prophetic word, saying, you know, this, well, hey, this is, God's raised up Indonesia, just submit, Uh, you know, it's for the sins of Australia, Uh, you know, we can get principles again, but we don't have that unique inspired word that at least Israel had to run with, so those are the two broad caveats we'd make use of, but then, having said all that, again, the principles are still there, God still is sovereign, he still works through people, he still judges people, he He deposes rulers, so those are at least broad-brush themes from the Old Testament and the New. We can apply again to Victoria, Queensland, and so on, and try to learn what God might be doing. Bill, God raising up and taking down individuals
0: or rulers or nations. Uh, Some might be thinking, and there's... A line of thinking, uh, the deist idea that, yes, there might have been a God who set it all up, but then set and forget, uh, wind up the clock, let it all run. Does God have the same interest in our leaders today in Australia in the 21st century, do you think, uh, as he did when he was orchestrating the raising up and the pulling down of leaders that we might read about in the Old Testament? Yeah,
1: I think. uh, Well, I think so. Uh, Again, we don't have the same exact clear prophetic word about, you know, what is God doing with Nazi Germany? What's he doing with uh, Imperial Japan of last century? What's he doing with Russia and Ukraine now? We don't have all the fine details that Old Testament folks tended to get from God's prophets. But the idea that God is still concerned about the nations, he's still concerned about the leaders, he still is sovereign, somehow things don't surprise him, somehow things are working according to his overall purposes, somehow at the very least he may have allowed Joe Biden to get in, right, he may have allowed Dan Andrews to get in for a second or third term, uh, as much as some of us are not thrilled with that. So, again, it's harder for us. We have to just try in faith to piece together biblical truths, try to tie it in with current events, try to get a handle on what might be happening. And, well, sometimes you're just left with a lot of questions, right? We think, uh, as I've said before… 1917 Russian Revolution lasted till 1989, 72 years of hardcore, godless communism, horrific suffering, churches pulled down, millions killed, Christians persecuted. So what do you think Christians were doing last century, right? They were asking the same questions. How do we understand this? God, was this your will that the Bolsheviks got in, overthrew the Tsarist Russian leaders, uh, does this tie-in with judges and Old Testament ideas. So, in a sense, we all have the same questions, and uh, we make somewhat different conclusions. But we can still see there's a God who's concerned about nations. Uh, we have a role to play. You know, mm-hmm. our choices matter. Who we elect in an election, uh, how much our sin may you know, result in some of these things happening. There's the old saying goes back to Calvin, right? When God wants to judge a nation, he gives them wicked rulers. So if most of your Christian listeners are not thrilled with a Dan Andrews or a Trudeau or a Biden, well, was Calvin onto something that maybe this is God's judgment? And it's not just, right, the nation as a whole. Sure, we're a sinful nation, Australia. But how much is it about God's people, God's church in Australia? How much is God, in fact, saying, you guys too, you've been disobedient. You've not sought me fully. You've not been doing that which you should be doing. So, right, the church may well suffer along with Non Christians, if he does bring in a godless ruler to do a lot of evil things, everybody kind of pays the price. So, again, not always clear, crystal clear answers on all this, but at least stuff to Kind of think about and try to get a general framework with which to try to assess all this. And easy for us
0: to point the finger at the faith and values of leaders because they're the role models. They're the ones who are in charge. As you say, though, uh, there's the body of people in a nation, the body of people in a church where obedience and disobedience come into play. And I guess we learn obedience and disobedience from the values that we pick up through scripture. So obedience to those good things can lead to the blessing of God. Disobedience can lead to the cursing of God or the pulling down of a nation. Is that the takeaway you would take from looking at leaders and applying these Old Testament truths?
1: Yeah, I think that would be a big part of it. Uh, I quote 1 Peter 4, right? The uh, judgment must first begin with the household of God. So I think that would apply here as well. Uh, If the church is, again, not doing what it should be doing, being disobedient, being carnal, fleshly, uh, disappointing God, well... Again, raising up an ungodly ruler, uh, that could be part of the way God deals with the whole picture. Sure, we can easily blame the pagans, right? You you sinners, you're going with all these horrible things, abortion, euthanasia, homosexuality, the trans, you name it. But how much is the church uh, answerable for all of this? How much is it our fault? Uh, Certainly it's quite clear in the Old Testament, uh, it was Israel, God's own people that were being judged for their sin and disobedience. And he would even use pagan nations, right? Babylon, Assyria as his instrument, uh, his tool of judgment. Um, So if he could do it then on his own people, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he could do it today, right? He could bring a pagan nation or a pagan ruler along make things really hard on us in the church and maybe trying to get our attention. So, yeah, a lot we can learn, a lot we can think and pray about at least. God, what are you doing with the nations? Where's our role in this? How does the church fit in? How does democracy, elections? A lot of questions, but things we should think and pray about. And just to come back to, and you've used that a couple of times
0: where you've said, You've got to take caution here and understand fine details, political realities. And we find ourselves and uh, we can't resolve things in a conversation just today, but sometimes you've got a choice of goodies and baddies that you're voting for. Uh, But what if you've got baddies and baddies that you're voting for, both sides leading a disobedience to God? Uh, Bill, I'm going to point listeners, they might want to just get a a little bit of food for thought to understand some of the things you've been writing about. An article we've been making reference to, How Should We Understand? Biden, Macron, Trudeau, Ardern and others. You'll be able to find that article at BillMuhlenberg.com or simply Google Culture Watch One Word. Bill, great catching up. Thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020.